You're listening to Confidently She, a lifestyle and mindset podcast for women of faith, hosted by copywriter and body confidence coach, Rebecca Biggie. Get ready to question the beliefs that are making you question your self-worth and become Confidently She. What has been your perception of what Christian women are supposed to be? You know, I think that you always hear that, you know, Christian women should be really amazing, loyal, family Mm -hmm. oriented, you know, um, put together in a way, I guess. Like when I think of like all the girls at my church, I'm like, everybody's just so put together all the time. And they, on social, they're perfect, quote unquote, hilarious because you and I just talked about that on my show. Um, (laughs) This social norm of, I have these kids and everybody's behaving super well and financially we're super stable. And I don't know if that's like, that's strange that I'm saying this out loud because I had never thought of that question before, Mm. but I guess that's what I'm seeing around me. So that's what kind of came into my mind as, oh, that's what this looks like. And anyway- yeah. I think I think to me it's like this very low oh, this balance between like low maintenance like she's really easy and and very like no stress but everything's perfect. Like this effortless yeah. perfection effortless. where like she, she does it all. Yeah. And 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 all by herself. Happy. Yes. Doesn't need anything from her husband just like doing it all effortlessly. And yeah, she's floating on her magic carpet, sprinkling perfection everywhere. (laughs) Yes. And, and I don't know where this comes from, where, where we feel like we shouldn't need help when we do things or, or our lives should be so simplified and, and we should not have these ambitions that it's like, you should have this simple life that you can like hit the nail on the head and make it look easy and that simple life should be kids, marriage, family stuff. But I don't yeah. think, and, and, and actually, this is weird, and I know that, whatever. And the other day, I got a, a Facebook message from this guy that I had just met, and he like kind of went off on me about like, Christian women shouldn't be confident, and, and they shouldn't be the leaders, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, wow. um, well, first of all, hello. <laughs> I don't really know you. <laughs> Second, I'm like, there's there's a difference between being confident and being like the leader of a relationship. And like, like a man can still lead, and like women can be confident and have a business and have a family and like have these different things that are their own without being that masculine presence. And I think that that's where we get it mixed up where it's like, you can either be confident or be a good wife. You can either have a business or be a good mom. Or, and like, no. Totally. Yeah. I, I'm feeling that so hard. And I also think, you know, when God created us and he said, okay, here's, you know, Rebecca and here's Stephanie, there were these inherent gifts that he literally perfectly created just for us and mm-hmm. knew they're going to have these amazing strengths and I'm going to give them this drive in their heart to go out and speak this message. I'm giving them these gifts that, that are just natural for them. And then he did this 
for everyone else in the world. And he took mm-hmm. this woman over here and said, your gifting is going to be, to be this insanely incredible mother because I'm giving you a world changer and you're going to raise that world changer. And then over here, I'm going to take this woman and, and you're going to be, you know, a quiet soul, but you're going to be the best teacher that there is. And so to say that there's only one way to be a good Christian woman, and that's to sit down and be quiet and show up for your family to me is like so audacious because we weren't given this pull and this call that we all feel inside of us on accident. Mm-hmm. So why are we shoving it down and hiding from God's call? Because society's telling you there's one way to be as a woman. Yeah. I don't get that. Yeah. And I think it's also even a little bit like disrespectful to God to be like, you can only create me with like one facet of who I am. Like you've yeah. only created me to be one thing. It's like, no, give God a little more credit. He created you to be maybe several different things at once or different facets mm-hmm. of your personality at different times. And so I think that's really cool. Why? So you host the mompreneur mastermind show podcast and And I think that it's cool to help mothers support that passion and purpose that they have found because I, I mean, I'm not a mom, so I can't speak to it like perfectly. Um, But I'm sure like women feel so torn once they are a mother that it's like, okay, I want to do a good job raising my kids. How do I also pursue this passion of mine while, while fulfilling who God wants me to be? And I think that it's like, it's too bad that we think that it has to be this either or thing. Cause even in the Bible, Proverbs 31, this woman is not like just a mom who stays at home. And I think we usually use this as an example. Oh my gosh. And this is a struggle because I have since a very young age, I'm an extreme go-getter. I am a three on the Enneagram. I am an achiever to the highest extent. Uh, you know, by the age of 26, I was six figures in corporate. And then I went top 1% in a network marketing company. And then I started my own coaching business and like all the while never had anything to say, you know, in the beginning of that, Oh, slow down or wait. Everyone's like, Oh, you're just so ambitious and it's awesome and cheering me on and rocking me on. And here I go. And I'm, this is awesome. This is what, you know, worth looks like. And, and this amazing successful life. And then I had kids. And all of a sudden people get weird and squeamy and like, well, but are you going to work from home with them? And there's all this judgment all of a sudden around a powerful, successful woman. And the fact that they're questioning you like, but you can't really raise the kids if you're also doing that. And then I had this really weird phase of, okay, like I can't have the business and have that be really successful and be here for the kids. And for a while that was true because I had gone into this really workaholic dark place in my business that I thought money equaled worth and happiness mm. and success. And, and so I had to, t- to take a step away from that and say, why do I feel that I can't have both? And what I found is that I had let this false idol of, you know, recognition and achievement step over everything else. And so I had to take a step back and say, and this was not just a step. Okay. It was like a crisis, like a life crisis, but (laughs) that's just sugarcoating it for you. I took a step back. No, it was terrible. (laughs) 
<laughs> like I fell flat on my face in my pile of tears and was like, help me God. Literally like, mm-hmm. Lord, show me who you need me to be. Yes. What, what, who am I at the core of what you want? Let me be your vessel on this earth and teach me how to show up for you instead of showing up for me. And when I did that, and it, it was about a year of this healing process of therapy and mentorship and finding who I am and rediscovering myself. And I had been hiding behind food. I had all these things I had to heal. Mm-hmm. And this is what I heard. It was spirituality was number one. Number two was my family and my kids. Number three was my health and my energy. And then fourth was business. And I really felt this push that these are your four categories that I need you to show up for. And business was such a, still such a big piece of it, but it wasn't all of it. So when I heard that, I decided that I was going to create not a balanced life because they aren't all 25%, mm-hmm. but a blended life. And so I put these four categories into my planner every week. And some days were heavy business and some days like the weekends are all family focused. I delete the social media apps and I just show up intentionally for them. And then I just let God kind of push me and lead me. And I can feel in my heart when, okay, I haven't had enough spirituality. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go and take 30 minutes and pour into scripture or prayer or something. Like I can feel I'm very in tune with these four categories now in my life. And I feel so you know, fulfilled in all these areas now because I let God push me into who he wanted me to be instead of what society was telling me I had to be. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, all of that is so great to, to look at it that way rather than like chopping things up. It's just like blending it together and figuring out that balance every day rather than like, Oh, like from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., I'm going to do this, this, this. It's like, well, no, this day I need this much. This day I can can kind of balance it differently or blend it differently. Um, but I think the main the main key here is to let go. Like when you're truly confident in showing up for who God wants you to be, you can let go of those idols that that don't satisfy anyway. So when you had your business as number one. Mm-hmm. It didn't even like, like it didn't give you what you were after. I would assume. Oh God, right? you know, <laughs> you're so right. And I have been through so many different, um, like, like these journeys of searching for worth and depending mm-hmm. on where I was in my life. Like, you know, in my early twenties, it was, Oh, love and beauty. And, and, and the feeling that hole in your heart must come from external beauty. So I'm going to, you know, mold myself into what society wants me to look like. I'm going to work out for two hours a day and starve myself. And then I'm going to binge eat because I'm starving. And then I'm going to get breast implants because that must be what people want. And then, oh no, that's not it. I still am searching. So now it's money and it's success and validation and recognition. And for a second, you feel good, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, look at me. You know, I did it checking all the boxes. And I think it's interesting, but I think that God takes you and says, wait, this is going to be, this is a lesson. I want you to learn something really, really solid here. And then I'm going to redirect you. And sometimes that redirection really hurts because for me, that income level came crashing down. 
-hmm. and that it wasn't sustainable. And all this, this, this false idol I had been working towards, it, it was gone in a matter of, you know, six months. And then because my worth was tied up in it, yeah, I had no idea who I was. And I yeah. went through this true identity crisis and talk about that whole expanding because you're thinking, well, if that didn't fill me and that's not who I am, what am I worth now? What am I going to do now? And so you have to really recognize that no societal uh, definition of worth and success will ever fill you and create true joy and peace and calm trust in, in the process of your life, except for God, except for, for me, spirituality and a higher power. And now I can go through any dark season, mm -hmm. anything, and just trust it. And I'm like, I trust it. I just know this is just a redirection. This is preparing me for something incredible. You cannot have the light without the dark. You can't have the breakthroughs without the situations that taught you the lessons to go help others through the, through the breakthrough moments. And so none of that was what it seemed to be. It was all a facade. And uh, anyway, so I think it's creating an intention for your life that is not yours. It's God's. Yeah. It's God's intention for your life. Right. And I think when, when we realize one idol doesn't satisfy, we have, like you said, God gives us this opportunity for, for a lesson. And, mm -hmm. and I really think it's an opportunity. He doesn't just like, here's the lesson. It's like, okay, you can either chase another idol or mm -hmm. you can chase me. And so often it takes a couple different idols, right? Because you said when you yes. were younger, you were chasing the idol of beauty and body perfection and whatever. And when that didn't satisfy, it sounded like you chased the idol of, of money and status yeah. and, and success. And then when that didn't satisfy, it's like, okay, this is a rigged game. Like what's going on here? <laughs> Like, this is not, that's how I felt. I was like, this is rigged. Like, like it doesn't even work. Like, even when you reach the thing that you thought you wanted, it's, it, and I know that some yeah. listening are thinking in the back of your mind, yeah, but if I know, like, I, we're telling you this from a place of like, we've been there. Okay. And, and like, don't waste yes. time. Don't waste your energy. Don't waste your money trying to like chase down these things. Like it, save yourself. <laughs> like we've been there yes. and you don't have to yeah. go there. <laughs> yes. And, and I get it. Like I, I totally understand it because in the moment you think, well, if she's so happy, like let's look at Rebecca and Stephanie. Well, if they're so happy, it must be what they look like or what they do for a living yeah. or, or this or that. And because people are searching for this happiness and this, this peace, I think in your soul in a yeah. way. And so they look for others that they think has it, have that. But the reality is, is that a lot of what you're seeing is fake and it's filtered and it's not the real story. And so you have to put on your own blinders, get into your own lane of your life. And if this means you delete social media, well then sister, do it. If this means you need to sit in some therapy, well then do it. If this means you need to get right with your own soul before you start that business, do it. Because if you don't have clarity in your own heart about 
what, what the real call is for you, you're going to be missing out and you're going to end up in this Ponzi scheme of life, shiny object syndrome, or the body image is going to make me feel better. Or when I make this amount of money, I'll be happy or, or blah, 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 blah. None of that is real. Yeah. And I think one thing that's really important is, is that some, okay, how do I say this? Some of it is real and but that doesn't mean that you can follow the same formula that they did and get that result. So like, for example, me right now, my joy and my, my just like excitement about life and my peace, that, that is so genuine, but you can't look mm-hmm. at me and say, okay, so in order to have that, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going <laughs> to like, you know, do, I'm going to do the Rebecca way of, of getting this joy and peace. No, because it's not the Rebecca way. It's the God way. So you have to go to yes. God and say, what is my purpose? What is my um, passion? Like, what, how do you want to use me? Because I see you using Rebecca. I see you using Stephanie. And I want you to use me, not in that same way, but in the way that I'm called to be used. And maybe that's, maybe that's starting a business. Maybe that's being a mom. Maybe that's going on missions. You know, whatever it is, like you can see the results and the outcome and and maybe the way you get those feelings is is just like a different path does that make sense oh absolutely and here's here's something that might help all of you that are thinking i want to get in line with you know god's call for me but i have no idea what that is and yeah, i know like, what does that mean <laughs> they're like you're like you know waiting for this audible voice like Mary, become a chef, right? And it's, yeah. God did not tell me, name your podcast confidently she. And um, no, no. This. no, yeah. So here's the secret here, all right? Number one is that you're not going to have, probably not going to have extreme clarity surrounding this. No. But I think you, will, you can take what I'm going to teach you right now and know that you have a direction because I had a direction but I didn't have the ultimate answer, but me taking messy action allowed God to keep redirecting me ever so slightly over the past three years as I really stepped into what he wanted for me instead of what I wanted for me Yes, to land me in the destination he wants me in right now in the seat he put me in today. And when he redirects me again, I'm ready. So here's the kind of formula for you guys. And this is what I teach my clients because they come to me and go, I don't understand my mission. I don't know what my passion really even is because I love everything. I love to cook and I'm a, a mom and I love to work out and help me. So number one, here's some questions you can ask yourself is at the root of who you are, what are you most passionate about? Like what's the one key component of you, your personality, that without it, you wouldn't be you. Okay. Now people feel like they have to answer this question a certain way. They're like, Mm. it's a mom. It's being a mom. But I, I want you to, (laughs) and I get that because I'm a mother too. And believe me, I'm obsessed with my children, but at the root of who I am, that's not it. At the root of who I am, it's my spirituality. And you don't have to say that either. Maybe the root of who you are is you wake up and you're lit up about fitness. Like you can't wait to plan the macros for your day and get, get out there and do sun, sunrise yoga, you know, and you love that whole holistic side of, of life. 
girl, claim it, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe for you, you are so in love with cooking healthy foods and finding a way to make delicious meals that are, you know, grain-free and sugar-free. And you have this gift for meal planning. Claim it. Like, who are you? When people, if you ask the five people around you, what do you know me for? Like, what am I so passionate about? That, write it down and pay attention to that. Now, the second component is what are you gifted at? What is your, you know, you've heard it called the zone of genius, so to speak. Like, where's your gifting? And this one's a little harder for people because it's hard to look at yourself because it's so natural to you. You almost won't even recognize it a mm -hmm. lot of times. So start with a list. What are the five things from maybe like a operational perspective that you're really gifted at? Yeah. For example, I'm really good at copyright. I'm really good at public speaking. I'm also really good at sales and marketing. So if you look at me, I had to take that list and pare it down to one genius. And I know what it is. It's sales and marketing. And I'm just, I, it lights me up. Like when someone comes to my door and they're like, I have this idea, but I don't know how to monetize it. Or I don't know how to market it. I'm like, oh, I got you. And in 30 seconds, we've drilled yeah. that thing out. And like, it lights me up. Okay. So take the two things, the passion and the zone of genius, pair them, pair them together. And it may seem like a strange fit. For example, spirituality for Stephanie, her, her Christianity and sales and marketing. Yeah. What a weird combo, you know, but the beauty of it is when I paired it, the truth came alive and then the niche was created and the people came. Mm -hmm. The Christian business owners were like, there she is. Like we've been searching for you because nobody's doing this. Yep. And so ask yourself, what's your passion? What's your zone of genius? Pair it. So for example, let's take that first example. You're lit up about fitness and nutrition. And then let's say your zone of genius is, gosh, um, teaching like you're a personal trainer and you you're so good at it you get people to do things you, they would never do in the gym you compare those things obviously and and potentially you can create an online fitness community you could create a membership group you could create an online course you could have private clients that you take like it's limitless the way that you can build a brand around your passions and your zones of genius and you may not know you won't know but how but what should i create we don't know yet because God has just given you the direction. Just mm -hmm. start taking the steps, start pouring out free value, start talking to that ideal customer in blog posts or YouTube channels or a podcast, start giving your heart out and, and serving. And the answers will become clear because you'll be in alignment with what he wants for you. I hope that helps you guys to kind of dig into maybe what you should be focusing on. Yeah. And I think that it's also like you have full permission for whatever you write down. Like you can change it later. Like, like it's, yes. it does not set in stone. It's not like this is your calling and now you have to follow this for the next like five years or you're a failure. Like right. I can't tell you how many other types of little businesses I tried and, and started and then was like, you know what? I'm not excited about this anymore. Never mind. And then I pivoted and I started something else. Yeah. And then you start because it's like people are so afraid that it's like, well, if I start something and then it doesn't go well, then I've failed and everyone's going to think that I'm stupid. It's like, oh my gosh. Well, okay. First of all, yeah. if, they, if they do, 
who cares? They were never really like your, your supporters in, in the beginning. Right. Like, and also this isn't about you. Like that was one of the biggest realizations I had that gave me permission to just fully show up. I was like, this podcast is not about me. This is about yep. my listeners. This is about God. This is about me showing up in the way God wants me to. And I'm going to do my best, but I, you know, I'm not going to get it right every single time. And that's okay. You just need to try things. Yes. And it'll help you find the direction. Like I'll tell you guys a funny story. When I first started this rediscovery process, so I was in network marketing that, you know, fell apart and I had to figure it out again. And I knew the direction, but I wasn't too sure on clarity. So I actually started a blog and it was a lifestyle blog, like how to style your mantle. Yes. <laughs> yes so yes. funny. You know, and then, and then I'm like, okay, wait, ugh, like what I'm talking about isn't right, but I like the copyright piece. I like writing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a YouTube channel paired with a blog. So I'll show up on video. I'll teach more about business and I'll put it in my blog. Well, oh, okay. The content felt right for YouTube, but it wasn't the right platform. Again, kids, mom bun, lots of baggy <laughs> sweatpants. I am not doing YouTube anymore. Then I'm like, okay, it's Facebook lives. And that felt really good. And I finally was gaining traction there, but I'm like, gosh, I have no consistency because I can't plan a live with these kids and this stuff. They were little at the time. Yeah. They are still little, but they were really little. And I'm like, okay, no, it's a podcast. And finally, you know, over, over two, three years, yeah. it kept clarifying. And here's yep. this, here is a hugest secret for all of you that think or care what people think of you. Oh, they're going to think I failed. Nobody, and here, this may sound harsh, but here it is. Nobody cares what you're doing. Yep. People only care what they are doing. Yep. You think people are looking at you and judging you? Nobody nope. <laughs> is like, they're not, all they care, people only care about themselves. That's yeah. it. Yeah. No one even noticed when like my network marketing business kind of like started to plunder and all, all of that started to fall apart. No one was like, oh, Stephanie failed. Like maybe yeah. two people out of all the thousands of people that knew I did it all about nobody even flinched. Nobody cared. Right. And so it was like, I put all this weight in it for literally nothing. And then mm -hmm. I ended up getting my breast implants removed. I talked about that earlier in this episode and I was so worried about being public about it. Everyone's going to judge me and oh my gosh, should I, should I talk about it? Should I hold it in? And God literally like pushed me. You must speak about this. And I did. And nothing, nobody cared. It was all, it was all love. It was all support. Yep. And if somebody did think something negatively about it, because my mindset was so elevated and in such a positive space, I didn't even hear it. It did. It, I don't even, I don't, I didn't notice anybody saying anything negative. And if they thought it or did it, it didn't affect me because again, nobody cares what Stephanie is really doing. They're listening, but they're not like, you know, judging me publicly. And, and if you get a couple of those people, like Rebecca said, who cares? It's because of their own insecurity. It's because yeah. of their own issue. And anyway, so nobody yeah. cares. Just do it. Like just right. leap, just try. Yeah. And, and anyone who's going to criticize you trying something is only doing that out of a place of like, they wish they could try that and they don't have yeah. the courage. Yeah. They see that courage in you and they're threatened by it. And then that's why they're putting you down. So it has nothing to do with exactly. you. So 
they would say that about anybody. So it's just like, Mm -hmm. you can't let the opinions of other people stop you from doing God's purpose for your life. Like if you just shake it away from like, like, come on, man, like we're talking big stuff here. And, and so it's, it's totally biblical and okay for you to, to be a mom and to have something that's totally your own, to have a business or, or a hobby or a passion that you work on that, that fills you up because even this, this example that we see mentioned all the time of the Proverbs 31 woman, like she has a lot of stuff going on. She's buying vineyards. She's making like coverings and linens for her house. She has kids, like all this stuff. And, and that's not to say that if you don't do all the things, then you're somehow failing, but it's just like, it's okay to have multiple ambitions. It's okay to pursue passions and things that really, really light you up. Um, and, and there's proof of that in the Bible. It's not like this either or thing. So Stephanie, if someone is like, yeah, I want to discover my passion or, or I want to be able to, to figure this out. Where can they find you? How can they include you in that process? So my website is a great place to start, which is stephaniegass.com. And Stephanie is spelled with an F. And I have so many free resources. Mm -hmm. If you are searching for your calling, understanding what your passion is, if you are an entrepreneur already, I have so many free resources for you. So go to my website, check all those out. My podcast is called The Mompreneur Mastermind Show. And we do have a couple dadpreneurs as well, just in case. I don't think, I don't know if you have any guys listening to your show, Rebecca, maybe. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I, not. It's funny because I had some, some, some dadpreneurs write me. They're like, oh, I'm so obsessed with your show. I'm like, oh, hi. Okay. So anywho, um, <laughs> my podcast has hours of free yep. training. And then come say what's up on Instagram. My handle is at Stephanie Gass. Awesome. And, and it's not like a scary thing to start a business. I think that some people are like, you have a website, like what? It's, <laughs> it's, it's not that hard. Like, like you just figure it out and it's okay to try and stumble and try again. It's perfection doesn't exist. Like just go and try things and God will make it easy when it's a good fit. Like that's the biggest takeaway I had from like my journey of trying to figure it out. Like I don't script any of my podcast episodes. I have an idea and I talk about it for 30 minutes and it's like, it's so easy because this, this is my thing. But if I was talking about home decor, I would probably (laughs) have to write a script and, and agonize my way through it. Like, like your calling should feel easy. It should feel natural. It should feel like something you can do every day on the spot. If someone pulled me aside and said, hey, Rebecca, what do you think about body image and diet culture? Boom. I would be able to talk for like an hour without anyone stopping me. So like it lights you up. Yep, exactly. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for sharing all of this. And, and I just really appreciate when I can bring another woman of God onto the show and inspire people to fulfill who God wants them to be. So thank you for that. You're so welcome. It's been such a blessing to be here, Rebecca. 